0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this
1: is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. When you retire, you want to access your funds to live but you also don't want your money to run out. So how risky should you invest? How do you decide when to take Social Security? And what are your options? Ryder will give us some things to think about today and also take other personal finance questions. Join the program with a phone call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
0: MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Tap, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives and also co-author of the book, Piggy Planet, Prudent Investors Get Going Young. Uh, when you retire, you want to access your money, but uh, you also don't want your money to run out. So how risky should you invest? How do you decide when to take Social Security? And what are some other options you have? Writers here today to give us some things to think about and also take your other personal finance questions. Uh, a phone call gets you on the show this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to money at mpbonline dot org. So, good morning, Ryder. Hope you're doing well this morning. Good morning. I'm just trying to stay warm. That's true. It's uh, <laughs> I think probably across Mississippi, it's turned quite cold. Certainly here in the central Mississippi area. Uh, and yesterday, um, it was. I had a friend of mine, and I were supposed to play tennis yesterday morning. Uh, and he looked at the weather forecast, no. so we canceled ahead of time. No. But uh, it was one of those where if it's going to rain to rain out your tennis match, yesterday certainly was uh, a day to do it. Because it seemed to, uh, wasn't raining very hard at times, but certainly was steady, that's It for was sure. constant rain for a long time. And I uh, was thinking that hopefully that's not the weather pattern for the rest of the fall and the winter. Because, Oof. you know, cold weather I think I can deal with. But when you add in the rain, it gets to be kind of yucky.
2: Exactly. Uh, What about some financial news in the news? Uh, Well, one uh, thing—it kind of feels like it's coming very soon. But Thanksgiving is next week, and of course, after that, Black Friday. uh, Of course, you know, more and more stores are, you know, turning it into a month-long event. But the holiday season is a big, always a big spending season. And um, while we've had, you know, fairly good economic news, you know, all throughout the year, uh, this is always, always something to watch for, just to see, you know you know kind of <laughs> where are they spending you know when when people when people speak with their money you really find out you know how excited about the economy are they you find out you know how much are they willing to spend and um and so that'll there'll be a lot of information there and we'll learn a lot about the economy in the next month uh,
1: is there anything that sort of is a precursor that might point toward whether a season's going to be good or bad or is it more like it happens and then we
2: kind of look back uh well since we're relying on you know spending numbers from um from the stores themselves the actual spending numbers you know we just wait for them to come but one thing you you watch for you know yes they're you know unemployment is very low so people have jobs if they have jobs they're earning money uh we you know do track wage growth and things like that uh and savings rates. so there's ways to see you know how much you know how much money do people have to spend uh but but what we you know we still want to see what are they actually spending because that's that's money flowing into the economy, and our economy is about seventy percent uh, consumer activity, and so this is very important part of it. All right, so uh, today
1: we are going to be talking about uh, having money in retirement. You know, we talk a lot about saving for retirement, planning for retirement, uh, but you want when you get to be retired to have enough living uh, money to live off of and sort of enjoy mm-hmm. the same uh, uh, level of of. Uh, Style lifestyle that you had while working, uh, but certainly don't want your money to run out, uh, uh, and you don't want to outlive uh, your investments and that sort of exactly. thing. So today uh, we're going to be taking uh, those sorts of questions, but also uh, looking for any personal finance questions you have. Uh, the phone number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can always email the show as well. It's money at MPBonline dot org. Uh, so, as we get started, I think you know a lot of things uh, when you 're talking about financial uh, literacy and and good financial habits are. Uh, making a plan. So, um, what uh, what are some things to think about as you start to plan for a retirement
2: that keeps that money there for you uh, while while you live out your golden years? Okay, so uh, obviously there's there's two sides to the, to the equation. There is the money that you have coming in, and then the money that you're spending. So, and and oftentimes, and I, I believe this conversation is probably going to focus a little more on the money you have coming in. Uh, You have various sources, you know, if you have a company pension or, you know, for instance, in Mississippi, if you're working for the state, you have a state pension um, or you have you also have Social Security and you also have all of the money that you've saved up. And, And this is this is why we do it. This is why we encourage people to save while they're working, because when you retire, you're not earning anything else. Uh, and you need your own money to supplement whatever other incomes you have, and of course, there's also the possibility of you know you're working part time, you have various other sorts of income, but the but the large part uh, is going to be Social Security, any pension if you have it, and your savings. Uh, so that's the income side of the equation that that most people will will focus on, and you, you want to optimize that. There's a lot we can talk about there, so. Uh, and I guess, too, um, in terms of your saving or, or your
1: investing, um, you don't want to stop doing that. I mean that's, again, going to help mm-hmm. you continue uh, so that you want to keep that in mind. And I guess, too, um, some expenses might go up. Some might go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's things to think about. Um so maybe help us out here. What uh, off the top of your head, maybe some things, expenses uh, that possibly would go down in Mm -hmm. retirement, I guess, maybe if you pay off your mortgage on your Mm -hmm. house.
2: Yeah. So that's a big one. Uh, Housing expense, you know. Typically, you've had it paid off, or or you go into a situation, um, you know, uh, like a retirement home with a with a buy-in, or maybe it's just, you know, the the fee covers all of you, all of your needs there. Uh, other expenses that might go down. Well, you know, you're not working as much, so you're probably driving your car a lot less. Uh, that's why people always want to buy used cars from uh, from retirees because <laughs> they have driven them less. Um, Expenses that might go up though a lot, medical expenses. That's mm-hmm. going to be your biggest increase in in, in your retirement. Um, but on the other side, you know, you're probably paying a lot less for entertainment. Maybe less for depending on you know what stage of retirement you're at uh, and how you want to live your retirement. You may be paying a lot less for travel expenses, but maybe a lot more. Um, it that that totally depends on the lifestyle you want to live, and that's a big thing. I mean, so that expense side of the equation, you know, that's where you know, once you've once you've worked your last day, the main thing you have control over is what you're spending, and I, I think that is overlooked a lot in retirement planning. People say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm gonna you know live the same lifestyle. I'm gonna spend the same amount every month." And you know what? That might be true if somebody, you know, they just hang around town, they've got family nearby, and they just you know go to the same restaurants and do the same things. Um, But some people really, you know, they want to do bigger and better things when they retire and maybe don't accurately plan for those costs. Um, Or some people end up spending just way less and they're just hanging out at home and watching TV and having a grand time and loving it and more power to them. Um, And they'll never, ever spend all their money. And that's great. But that expense side, importantly, is the one you have a lot of control over. Um, and it's 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 what you have a lot more control over when you stop working, and maybe really that's uh, to
1: keep a, a tighter rein on your expenses in that situation because again. Uh, maybe exactly. know that there's not it's not an unlimitless supply of, of money that you'll get. Uh, if you're listening this morning and have a personal finance question that Ryder can help you out with, you can give us a call. Also, uh, if you have a question on making your money last through retirement, or if you're retired, maybe you could call in and share how you're making do uh, in retirement. The number to call is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can also send us an email. It's money at mpbonline.org. I think another situation that might certainly affect uh, expenses is if you have raised a family and your mm-hmm. children have moved out and it's sort of an empty nest situation, uh, maybe some, uh, it, well, I might say maybe sort of different expenses. Uh, they're not there, but you know, if, if exactly. the kids call up and, and help out, you might do that. Uh, but that's uh, something to c- consider as well. Um, the other thing is you can certainly continue uh, working in retirement, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a part-time job. Um, I would think that um, when you're retired and you're sort of uh, supplementing your income with a part-time job, uh, it might be something you could find a job maybe that uh, more to your liking. Uh, certainly it doesn't have to be full-time, so it could be something you could do just to kind of uh, uh, chew up some of the time during the week. Uh, but also I would think, too, the kind of the good thing is if, if they ever – gets to be too much, a lot of times you can just kind of walk away and and maybe find some other job, but certainly yeah. working in retirement is is uh, something to consider in a, in a way to keep the the money flow going absolutely um, also uh, let 's uh, talk a little bit about um, social security. Um, there are i guess mm-hmm. a couple of options. Uh, so, if you could, off the top of your head again, kind of review maybe <laughs> some of the some of the options. I guess it's you, there's different ages that you can retire
2: at. Right. So, Social Security. so for for most folks, uh, their full retirement age is going to be 66, 67. Uh, and, and that does depend on the year you were born. They, um, I forget the year. And again, this is not the show with Sean Mercer, who is a <laughs> Social Security guru in Mississippi. Um, but you can always call your local Social Security office with more detailed questions. Uh, that, that basically starts shifting a little later at some point. And the earliest you can take Social Security, as the retirement benefit, is at 62. And then it increases at roughly 8% every year until your full retirement age. And then if you don't take it at your full retirement age, which is 66 or 67, it'll increase a little bit more until you reach the age of 70. And at age 70, it's not increasing anymore. And just just if you haven't taken it yet and it's your 70th birthday, you know, maybe don't call them today because you're having fun. But uh, call them tomorrow. Uh, because it's not going to increase anymore. And, and, you know, if, if you wait too late, there's only a certain amount you can kind of back claim there. Um, and so that decision of when to take that social security is, uh, I see people approach that in wildly, wildly different ways. And that's one you certainly need to have a plan for because at a certain income level, if you're below, if you're earning below about 50 or $60,000, uh, then Social Security is going to be one of the – a substantial part of your your income in retirement. If if you're making – if you have a very, very high income, uh, then Social Security is going to be a little insignificant, but for – so many people; it is a very significant part of their retirement, and, it, and that makes it so important. And one of the other reasons it's so important is because it's guaranteed, um, and so you have that assurance that that check will come the next month. And so, if you take it early, you are sacrificing potentially a lot of income in the future. Uh, so, you know, one mistake I see is folks who just they think, "Oh, sixty-two, I can retire. Okay, why not?" Um, without realizing that, and, and it's not that they wanted to stop working. They were just like, Oh, well, it's an option. I guess I'll do it. Uh, and that's approaching it with no plan. And, and that can be the difference, you know, again, a significant difference, you know, 50% more income, uh, if you wait. And, and so that's, that's a big, big issue. I see social security planning is a huge issue and it's a place where, uh, Sitting down with an advisor, sitting down with someone who can just run the numbers for you, can add an an absurd amount of value. So you know when you're talking about increasing your income by thirty to fifty percent, that's that for life. That's that's a huge amount of value uh, from a little bit of planning.
1: Oh, this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We need to take a quick break. Uh, We are talking today about how to avoid outliving your savings. So give us a call if you have a question or any kind of personal finance question that we might be able to help you with. The number is one mpb ring It's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Uh, also, we are um, looking for, we have a question for you that uh, a startling fact about outliving your retirement savings. Our people planning for retirement will have some information for you after the break.
0: MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org/underwriting for more information. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're talking today about how to not outlive your retirement spend uh, your retirement <laughs> savings uh, to make sure that you've got uh, money to uh, keep your established lifestyle going through your golden years. Also, we're always looking for any personal finance questions that you have on topic or off topic. If you've got a question that you need answered uh, that deals with personal finance, please always feel free to give us a call and we'll give you the best information that we have. The number is 1877 MPB ring. Our phone number is 1877 six seven two seven four six four. You can always email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Uh, a recent survey from GoBankingRates.com found that more than half of Americans have no more than ten thousand dollars saved for retirement, and one in three have nothing saved at all. So it's something we harp on a lot on this program and it obviously makes sense. You need to have some money to live off of when you decide that it's time to stop working and, as we say, enjoy the rest of your uh, your golden years, I guess. Uh, I don't, it's kind of a trite <laughs> phrase, but it works for me. I, <laughs> I like it. Um, so anyway, so that's and the, so today we're talking about making those uh, savings uh, last so that you can enjoy retirement. We do have a couple of uh, questions on the line though, so let's start things off. Uh, Gabriel is called in this morning. Gabriel, you're on the air with us. What's your question?
3: Hey, how you fellas doing? Good. Uh, I'm uh so I'm, I'm a truck driver. Uh, I'm I'm 27 years old. Uh, I make about Nine uh, to twelve hundred a week, and mm-hmm. I've been I've been talking to my wife lately, and she said, uh, she said, Gabe, you know we're not really saving that much money, and I don't really understand. I mean, I don't have that many bills. I think I, altogether together my bills equal to like six fifty a month,
4: mm-hmm. something
3: like that. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if y'all are. I mean, I know you're not like a budget maker or anything, but do you have any um any advice on like?" how much to stop spending or how much
2: (laughs) how much to stop spending that's a funny way to put it um so yeah and i and i was just thinking about uh going over this in general this is this is very loose general rule that we use uh over over your entire working career over you know 35 40 year working career it the general advice is that you save about 15 to 20 percent of your income and that'll set you up for a comfortable retirement. So if you think of that 15 to 20% as a target, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you're making a pretty good income. Uh, You have fairly low expenses. Uh, It sounds to me like you have the ability to be saving 20% or more. And I
3: I feel that. I feel that. I just, Like I don't know. Maybe I eat too much food.
2: (laughs) Hey, that's what does it for me. That's what does it for me, Gabe.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it can get expensive. But like, you know, I think about it, and I'm good at math. And my wife told me uh, two days ago. She said, "Gabe, you know, you're you're really good at math. Why you don't write a budget?" And I'm like, "Well, I I think about it, but I don't (laughs) actually I don't actually do it. But like, you know, at the end of the week." Like what when I spend I mean I buy uh like groceries and mm-hmm. I, I I go back and forth to Louisiana every week to see my mm-hmm. stepson, but that's not that's not really costing too too much, but I don't yeah. know. I mean I know where it's going, I can see my bank statement, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But uh so you say fifteen, twenty percent. So I could save about like twenty five percent. Yeah. I guess and then save that for retirement and yeah. then, uh you know but i but that still leaves me with the question uh and I didn't ask this yet but I, what about so you said fifteen to twenty percent for retirement so what about uh what percent would you uh advise to save for Uh, you know just regular savings
2: sure okay and so this is how i approach it um for just regular savings everybody needs some regular savings we call it a lot of times we call it emergency savings but it's not necessarily like dire emergencies sometimes you just you need a lot of cash um so the way i like to look at that is first get a thousand dollars in the bank account that's a great even number and i believe you'll be able to hit that pretty easily uh after that look at what um look at what a kind of rough situation for you might be. You know, if you if you got stuck in the hospital, you couldn't work, uh you had to pay m- not only medical bills but maybe uh, an auto or uh car or health deductible. So think about what all those large expenses might be and kind of add those up and throw in a couple of months expenses and whatever you know that is. Uh, That should be your target for emergency savings. Um, But once, I mean, once you're working on that, I would also be working at the same time towards the retirement goal. So it's not, that's not necessarily a percentage of your income uh, to think about, but just a target dollar amount. And especially if you have any large expenses looming in the future, you're like, okay, I know I'm going to need $20,000 for a house down payment or something like that. Go ahead and, you know, add that to your target amount.
3: what do you think it'd be smart to the retirement, uh, the, the 15, 20, 25% to put it in a, uh, like a retirement account?
2: Yes. Yeah. And so for you, are you considered self-employed or do you get paid on a, uh, W do you have a W two?
3: I got, I have a W two. Uh, but I think, uh, i around this time next year. Uh, I'm planning on, uh, my little brother wants to invest some money in me. I'm going to buy four 18 wheelers. And, uh, uh and a couple of my family members, uh, they all drive, including myself, and we're just gonna, I'm gonna start a business. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, right now, I'm W two.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be a, so. If your company right now offers a retirement plan, absolutely take advantage of that. If they don't, uh, you're you're a little limited. Uh, you can do personal IRAs. Uh, your limit this year is 5,500. Your limit next year is six thousand uh, that you can put into that. And I mean again it kind of sounds like you're able to do a good bit more than that. So what you can't if you can't do it in explicitly a retirement account, just open a brokerage account um and just know that that's money you're investing for the long term. And when you have your own business, uh I mean that's awesome! Congratulations. I, I I love the entrepreneurship here. There are going to be a number of options available to you. Um, obviously, starting a business is 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 tough. You might not just be minting money to to start with, even though we always hope so. Um, yeah. But you'll have things like a SEP IRA, and I would encourage you to work with a CPA. You'll probably kind of need to kind of help you. You know, understand your books and your taxes anyway, um, yeah. but work with a CPA and see if they can uh, help you with a retirement plan, either setting up a SEP IRA plan or a 401k type plan, or even a simple IRA plan, which is, as, the, as it says in the name, super easy to set up and um, yeah. administer.
3: Well, I know the owner of the company I work for, uh, he has about uh, 400 trucks. Wow! And I told him uh, that about my little brother because my little brother is uh, coming up on a settlement and he wants mm-hmm. to like he wants to invest in me. And uh, he said, "Well, why you don't buy some trucks and uh, just put them on uh, at the big level, man?" I said, "Well, that sounds cool. And all. I got nothing against you, but like I want not what you have, but I want to have something like you have. Like I'm not envying him or anything. Yeah, I want to have a legacy to leave for my grandchildren and their grandchildren. You know." Uh, in hopes that they don't sell it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and he said, well, Gabe, he said, that's a good idea. Uh, and he likes the idea too, because I mean, who doesn't want an employee at their company that's driven and, and is going to stay working for them at least until, you know, they succeed themselves. So, uh, but he said he would help me so like you, you know you're talking about the uh, what you said a CPA yeah uh, he can. He probably knows people and he probably can help me him, uh, absolutely himself, uh, which I, that makes me feel better that you actually are talking about this right now with me
2: yeah that's really good um, starting out on that kind of entrepreneurial path—it's um, really awesome. Uh, but do you know? Do talk to with you know, like like I said, a CPA. Talk with others in the business. Obviously, you know the trucking business reasonably well. Um, but have mentors who you can ask questions. Um, have professionals who you can rely on to make sure all the work gets done correctly. Um, that's really awesome. I want to I want I want to have a, a show on starting your own business in a year and have you back <laughs> back on here. I was just about to I think you've got a lot for. It. You know what I'm yeah, I think you've got a lot for us, but yeah it's, so back I mean back to that retirement savings, yeah just putting aside money and and here's here's the thing. the more money you set aside to save, the more the higher percentage of your income, this is a big, big general rule uh the more money you set aside. The faster you will be able to be financially independent, the faster you'll be, you know, if retirement's your goal, great retirement. If maybe just cutting back, like, you know, you're, you're working a lot right now and you're like, well, you know what? I only, I only want to work half as much as I'm working. Whatever financial independence is to you when you don't rely on somebody else, the more of your income you save, the faster you'll reach that. And that's two reasons. One, you're saving more money. Uh, obviously, the more money you save, the more money you'll have and and the more money you need, the more money you need but two you 're also you have fewer um you have less money to spend so you 're living off of a lower salary um so while I say you know fifteen to twenty percent is a great general rule for you know say a thirty five forty year career uh you, you know if you bump that up like you said to twenty five I don't have the numbers right in front of me right now, but you bump it up to 25%, you know, you're saving a lot more. You can shave a couple years off of that. Um, right. and, and, and that just goes, you know, if you're saving 20% of your income, it takes five years to save up. Uh, it takes four years. So you, you make $1,000, you save $200 every year, and you're spending 800 It takes four years to meet your expenses. However, if you save 50%, then it only takes one year to meet your expenses. So that's sort of how the math plays out. Of course, you know, investing for the long term really helps out too. Um, so that's really awesome. Um, encourage I- anybody else out there who's able to save a, a high percentage of your income. Again, reaching that level of financial independence, whether that's just total retirement or just cutting back and living the life that you want to live, um, it's your savings that's going to get you there.
1: All right, Gabriel, thanks for your call. Good luck on that. And uh, remember, too, uh, if you can set up to where you get your money taken out uh, every month automatically for savings, that helps you with your budgeting. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll continue our discussion. Also, Amy is on the line from Clarksdale. Amy, if you would, hold on through this break. We'll get to your call right after this. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Call us at one mpb ring with your personal finance questions. It's one 672 7464 A question to ponder during the break is uh, the average age of retirement. What is that? We'll find that out for you after this on MPB Think Radio.
2: is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school really cool back in the day but that old car is still cool when you donate it to mpb think radio go to mpbonline.org for details then sit back and enjoy the ride now that's cool
0: you're listening to money talks on mpb think radio
1: Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. We're talking today about ways to not outlive your retirement income, uh, be comfortable uh, throughout your retirement, and uh, have enough money to uh, to do that with. Uh, we're also looking for personal finance questions, so give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Before the break, we asked what the average retirement age. It's sixty two. Fifty five percent of retirees retired earlier than they expected, and health was the number one reason for retiring early, followed by job loss. That's according Oof. to a survey from GoBankingRates dot com. Uh, Amy has hold, has held through the break. We certainly appreciate Amy. You're holding on. You're now on the air with us. So go ahead with your question, please. Yes, I worked
4: for the state for seventeen years. Then I worked for another two years,
1: not for the state, mm-hmm. but I did
4: receive Social Security. Uh, this year, I'm not working. Will this zero affect my Social Security when I do decide to retire? And I do plan on going back to work. I'm just, this year, I will definitely have a zero.
2: Um, so every year that you work p- plays into your Social Security in some, uh, in some way. Um And the thing about a zero year is if you have enough working years, otherwise it's – I believe they take your highest – I I could be wrong on this. I am not Sean Mercer. Uh, They take your highest 35 years uh, income, and then they adjust all those for inflation. So, yes, I mean if a zero is in your 35 years, that's not great. Uh, But if you work enough years that that zero falls off the list, then it's it's not going to be a problem. Does that make sense? Yes, that
4: does. All right. right. Thank 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 you. you.
1: Thanks for the call, Amy. And again, following up, because we did talk also about uh, when to take Social Security earlier in the show, uh, if you go to the Social Security website at ssa.gov, a lot of your questions can be answered. It's a great interactive website. Uh, But it also has a benefits planner, and you can find out how you qualify for Social Security retirement benefits, about possible benefits that you may be eligible for on someone else's record, what members of your family may get benefits based
2: on your earnings record, and also how and when you should apply. And um, so so that was a that was a great question because, you know, I was just sitting here encouraging people to think about retirement a little differently. You know, maybe retirement is just stopping working, you know, zero income, and you just got to pay yourself out of your uh, bank account. Uh, or it could be working part-time. And so – if you're thinking about working part time and you want to know how that fits into your social security the the fact of the matter is it might not affect your social security. You know if you're just working part time, you're to kind of a low income. and because those your past years are adjusted for inflation, don't think that you know, you have to work to add to your social security because, again, if you're, you know, if you look at your inflation adjusted income in the past and you've got, you know, 30 to 35 years of it already, and then you say, well, I'm not going to be earning nearly, you know, meeting that inflation adjusted income, you know, don't, you- I mean, you know, if, if you want to work and make some money to spend it, that that's great. But don't think you have to do that for Social Security. Um, getting into those calculations can be a little more complex. Um, I, I I've spent a couple hours and a spreadsheet doing calculations like that for folks, uh, but you know, don't always think of it as a. Great. You know, every dollar I earn is going to, you know, add to my social security, uh, social security benefit or social security calculation, especially if you've already had a long career, um, and a higher paying career than what you're doing now.
1: Uh, and again, that's uh, for social security questions. SSA.gov is their website, uh, and that's uh, that's a good resource uh, that you could. Because again, you know, it, when that making that decision of when to apply mm-hmm. for your social security benefits, uh, certainly that will help you uh, kind of work into that equation. And also, though, I would say too, if i if I'm correct, is that uh, if you do have a part time job in retirement and you are getting social security, there are some limits yes. to how much you can earn. But again, you can find out that kind of information on their website. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we're looking for any personal finance questions you have for us this morning. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. We're also talking about ways to not outspend your retirement income when you are retired. And if you are retired and are listening this morning, we'd certainly appreciate kind of maybe some tips and what your secret was to make sure that you have enough money to enjoy your retirement years. Um, One thing that we have talked about on the show uh, a time or two is an annuity. So if you would, just in general terms, tell us or remind us what an annuity is.
2: Right. So just the general kind of academic definition of annuity is just a, a stream of payments. Uh, that's that. Uh, so any, any pension payments, that is technically, that is an annuity. Uh, whenever, uh, the Powerball jackpot gets very high, they also talk about a 30 year annuity because, uh, the way to maximize the, 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 the raw dollar amount of that is by taking it over a stretch of 30 years. Uh, however, when we get into the financial world and the investment world, annuity is a product. It's kind of – it's technically it is a contract between you and an insurance provider. It's insurance companies that do this because they're the ones with um, the money and the regulation to say they can guarantee something. And what they'll often do is say – so the simplest type is called a single premium lump sum, single premium annuity uh, where you just give them a lump sum of money. And they say, great, we will send you X number of dollars every year or X number of dollars every month. You can also pay up for special riders on that. Things like uh, if you want that to be inflation adjusted or to adjust by some specified percentage every year or you want some flexibility in that, you have to pay up for that. Uh, Other types of annuities people see, they're kind of pitched as – a different type of retirement account where you can put money into it, you know, while you're working, or you know, or purchase it as a lump sum. But then the value grows, typically according to some formula. Typically, they'll say, you know, we're going to guarantee it grows for three percent for the next five years, uh, which is about what you can get on a five-year CD. Or they're going to say, oh, we're going to give you the stock market return, but it's going to be capped at eight percent. And you're never going to lose more than 10% or something like that. Uh, And those start getting, as you might imagine, uh, start getting very complicated. And the more complicated they are, the harder they are for both the person buying and selling them to understand fully and understand the ramifications. But also, all these bells and whistles, all these guarantees, all these features, they have to be paid for. And they are paid for by the person buying them. So... Annuity as a product, um, we we tend to say it, it's not it's not appropriate for everybody, and we tend to want to look look at the details very carefully and see how that compares uh, to to what the client really needs. Um, so that's just the general concept of annuity there and how it works out as a as a product.
1: It uh, looks like we do have an annuity question on the line, so we're going to invite oh, Richard from Maven on the conversation. Good morning, Richard. You're on the air with us.
4: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, all of my life, I've heard that annuities were bad investments from from financial <laughs> advisors through you know from people I trusted, and I'm was mm-hmm. an accountant kind mm-hmm. of myself. And uh now, in the last two years, all I all I hear is annuities mm-hmm. uh, why what's changed
2: uh, well, not a lot of change uh, and, and, and what makes them when I would call an annuity a bad investment is when I see very high fees, and that it's it's very common to see very high fees in annuity products there's also uh an in, typically there will have a lot of limitations on the money you get out. You know, if you just put money into a brokerage account and, you know, invest it, you can take money, you can put money in, take money out anytime you like. With an annuity, uh, typically they will have uh, fees if you take money out or if you want to surrender the whole thing. Some of those will be on a schedule. Some, some of them, you just they just won't have the option for you to be able to just take all your money out. So if you have a huge expense, you might not have access to that full value that you think you have. Um, so there's a lot of limitations to them. And again, the complicating factors, you know, especially ones that say, oh, we're going to get you this high market return and guarantee you never lose money. Those, the math works out really weird and often not in the favor of the person buying it. So just that, it, it's it's so complicated Just your average person buying an annuity probably doesn't understand all the ramifications of it. They're just complicated products sometimes. Um, What's happened in the past couple of years? One, um, you're probably older than you used to be in the past, and annuities are often marketed towards older people. I have, I, I don't have a lot to quantify this, but I think with a lot of the changes in Uh, brokerage and insurance sales regulations, it's made it possibly a little easier to sell annuity products because an annuity product ultimately is backed by guarantee from an insurance company. And that's a, and and that's a pretty valuable thing that, that looks very good. It sounds very good. um, And, and that is a thing that a lot of people want and need. They want that guarantee. They want that security of that insurance company. Um, and and so and so with that guarantee, uh, it's made it maybe a little easier to sell because of the the kind of higher standards that that the SEC and the Finra uh, and that the Department of Labor have been proposing for uh, regular investment advisors. I'm not really sure if that's the cause of it, um, but I have seen you know. You're right. I mean, you know, there's there's more and more and people are always more and more creative with their products. So that that might be why you've seen it a lot more recently.
4: Well my my thing is that the more you hear about how great something is, you better look at it close you <laughs> of money off of it. And uh and they, they've loosened up some of the financial restrictions. Uh yeah, that have taken a lot of mm-hmm. protective away from you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I'm not real sold on
2: annuities. I I think that's a really, really great point that you mentioned is, you know, yeah. see how much you are paying and see who is being paid and how they're being paid. Um, you know, an, an annuity salesman is typically being paid by his insurance company. Um, that doesn't make him a bad person. Um, but that means that's, you know, that's who writes the check. Um, and he knows that. And so his... uh, sometimes the motivation might be more on getting the product out there than making sure it's absolutely the best thing for the client.
4: Let me ask you about another product that's out there. My mother had uh, long-term health care insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think she paid in something like Mm $250,000 to buy this so she wouldn't have to make payments and this sort of stuff. And, uh, when she passed away, suddenly, without ever using that insurance, we got the money back. Mm-hmm. And that seemed like a good deal to me.
2: Yeah, that does sound like a very good deal. So, long term, uh, health insurance, long term care insurance, um, it's, typically, it's, there's, there's a pretty big segment of the population who, who, who needs that and who that's pretty appropriate for. Uh, the trick is you know a lot of people don't think about that until it's too late, and the premiums are very expensive. Um, but there are a variety of plans out there. They have there, There's some kind of standardized things that they all have to have. I, that, I'm not going to go through those right now. But some of them do have something like that. It's kind of like a, a life insurance rider on top of it where – If you don't use it and you die or you die before a certain time, then you get the money back. And some of them do have a, you know, if you didn't use it, you know, it'll return your premium or return your premium less some fee or something. So that product ended up pretty good for it sounds like Um, all of these, you know, like I was saying with annuities and with insurance products, you know, these are can be very complex contracts um and 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 making sure that you understand what you're getting into is going to be very important.
4: So she had she had a real good financial advisor who uh I would say she was one of the top ones in the state because she was all the time and in, in writing articles for uh, magazines and this sort of stuff advising folks and it was her uh through her association mm-hmm. and uh and uh Yeah, anyway, all right,
1: thank you. Hey, great call, Richard, and I'm paraphrasing, but you got the quote of the day, the the more something sounds good, the closer you have to look at it. That's really great advice. That's good. And also I'll say, you know, the fact that uh, that your mother had a financial advisor, that's always a good idea, too, because I think, uh, you know, for the common Joe like myself, some of the stuff gets to be confusing, uh, so why not tap into the expertise of people uh, who can help you plan uh, for your retirement? So uh, a uh, good call. Uh, we need to take uh, one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. We're looking for your personal finance questions this morning. Also, we're talking about ways to not outspend your retirement savings. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can always email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this.
2: Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool.
0: You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Tapp, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We've been looking for and got some great personal finance questions this morning. Still some time to work one in if you have a question. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 We've been also <coughs> excuse me, talking about ways to make sure that your uh, retirement savings last as long as your retirement does. Uh, here's a factoid because before the break we were talking about uh, long care uh, health insurance. Uh, Fidelity Research found that a couple who retired in 2015, both age 65, would spend an estimated $245,000 on health care throughout their retirement. So the idea of this uh, long-term care insurance Mm -hmm. uh, seems like a good idea, but as we mentioned before the break, uh, it can get complicated. So this is something that you want to make sure you kind of really know what you're getting yourself into, but it is a good idea possibly.
2: Right and so it's important to understand what long term care covers it it covers things like assisted living nursing home sort of care which you know a lot of people will need and and there's essentially you know there's a list of 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 you know not not disabilities but once you can't you know once you can't uh, bathe or clothe yourself you know once you can't see once you can't feed yourself once you can't do a couple of things that 's when it starts taking care of you and it can it can be as simple as paying for someone to come to your you know a medical professional to come take care of you you make sure you get all your medicines and so on to take care around the ha- uh limited things you know with you around the house a personal care. Uh, All the way up to full nursing care. And uh, typically I've seen these policies. They'll have a kind of a a limit of three to five years, uh, you know, which is, you know, that's a long time to be in a nursing home uh, and three to five hundred thousand dollars payouts. And they pay you, they'll they'll pay, you know. It kind of, they have like a set, you know, various daily rates or monthly rates that they'll pay for various services for you. And so, for a lot of folks, that's going to be very important. If you have, you know, a decent amount of assets, um, you're not you're not so asset poor that it's just going. Uh, you're only going to rely on Medicaid. Um, but, you know, you own your home, you have some retirement accounts and you don't want to have to just deplete those long term care is going to be very important for you. And uh, and and the tricky thing is, it's a thing that you have to look at fairly early. You know, it's kind of an early stage retirement planning thing. Uh, you're going to get your best rates when you're uh, under 65, certainly um, 45 to 60. Uh, because, you know, once you get older, then, you know, there's less time to be paying into that policy. And like we, like the caller mentioned before, there's a lot of different features, especially if they have a life insurance component. Um, so that's going to be very important thing. So,
1: yeah, so kind of summarize there what you were saying. So, you know, how long the benefits will last, that's certainly mm-hmm. something you want to keep out. How much will be paid out? Mm-hmm. What's covered and what's mm-hmm. not? And then, as uh, Richard found out, he said his mother found one uh, that does the family or whoever survivors get any of the money back? Uh, after the the person who got the insurance uh, passes away. So a lot of things to think about. And, again, you know, that's that's where, again, I think a financial advisor would help or at least uh, maybe a family decision uh, so because these are important decisions to make Sort as, as we near the end of our lives uh, in retirement. Now, uh, another thing we can talk about in the last couple of minutes that we have left uh, in the show is that, you know, when talk about home buying, you talk about mm-hmm. building equity in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, one way to use it is with home equity loans. Uh, tell us what those are and maybe uh, uh, something that we might be cautioned about about before we rush willy-nilly into something like that.
2: Yeah, so just to back up a little bit, I know we're, we're getting towards the end of the show. Uh, housing is very important, and it takes up a large amount of your income. It's, it, for a lot of people, it's going to be one of their largest assets. So you think, you know, how can I use this large illiquid asset in retirement? You know, I've, I've paid on this all my life. I own this home outright. Um, <coughs> There are products called reverse mortgages, which are pitched as a way to, you know, for a retiree to get money and they get to live in their house for the rest of their life. Um, those are, they're just a weird section of the market. I, I don't, I don't usually recommend, I don't, usually recommend them for from what I've seen and uh, and it's well taking out a home equity line of credit that's just taking out money against your home those are things you can do uh, people also talk about downsizing a lot but I would you know that's something that need, needs a lot of thought because one, your housing, you know, if you're buying a house, if you're going to live in a fixed location, you know, that's where you're going to be for the rest of your life. Um, and it's going to be a lot harder to downsize when you're 80 than when you're 65. Um, also, there's a lot of cost to downsizing. You know, you might not you know especially if you're moving to you know say like oh i've always wanted to live in this neat town or this popular area you might be moving to a more expensive place so be very careful about how you do that um so again for a lot of people housing is a large part of their income uh, expenses it's a large part of their assets and and so it just requires a lot of careful thought and actually looking at the numbers but beyond just looking at the numbers you know understanding how that is going to affect the rest of your life, Uh, how living in that one location is going to affect the rest of your life.
1: Um, And also, I would say if you do downsize, move to another vacation area or a retirement area or whatever, houses do not sell themselves. So, you know, you've got that asset, you still have to sell it. I know my mother ran into a little bit of a problem uh, in that situation as she uh, worked into retirement. So, uh, that's uh, going to wrap us up for today. <clears throat> Just a reminder that if, uh, you know, we always want to talk about things that are interesting to you and important to you uh, in terms of personal finance. So we use our email address for questions each Tuesday morning money at mpbonline.org. But uh, if you have a suggestion for a program, something that you'd like to hear us discuss on the air, We'd certainly appreciate a suggestion via the email, uh, uh, yeah, the email, money at mpbonline.org. And don't forget, you can always listen to past episodes of Money Talks uh, with your favorite podcast app. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from our listeners. Thanks to Michelle McAdoo for running the board this morning, and Java was our phone screener. So for Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio.